Hello there, entrepreneurs, dream makers, and small business titans. I'm Chip Schweiger, and welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur's Accountant Podcast, where you get tips and tricks that can help you level up your company to build value and create a business that goes from seven figures to eight and from eight figures to nine. I'm a CPA in public practice who, for the last 27 years, has worked with some of the largest companies in America. But my real passion is in helping entrepreneurs and business owners like you because you truly are the crown jewel of our economy. And today, we've got an interesting episode for you. But before I move on, be sure to sign up for email updates at my new website, www.entrepreneursaccountant.com to get exclusive content and tips that allow you to grow your business while enjoying the lifestyle you're entitled to. That's www.entrepreneursaccountant.com. So let's get to this week's show. Well, welcome to this week's episode, and I think it's going to be a pretty interesting topic when we talk about the eight steps for turning a service into a product. So it's important, I think, for anyone whose business offers a service or who offers a product that you differentiate through a higher level of service. So basically, most everyone can find some value here. Now, if you're in one of these categories, you are probably disproportionately impacted by the economic disruption caused by the coronavirus pandemic. And quite frankly, who wasn't? Consumers were, and and really still are, cutting back on services to avoid human contact and to conserve cash, but we're still buying products. And those are products that solve a specific problem. Businesses are buying products like Zoom and Slack for teleconferencing, and consumers are dropping services in favor of products as well. So Italy was one of the first Western democracies to experience the brunt of the coronavirus pandemic, and it changed everything about daily life in a pretty rugged way, right down to what people bought from Amazon. For example, in the week after the Italian government quarantined most of its citizens, there was a 236% increase in Italians buying sports gear, presumably to set up home-based exercise routines instead of going for services like personal training. Uh, Also think about it, instead of going out to enjoy the service at a great restaurant, we're all buying more alcohol. I know we were in our house. According to a recent Nielsen survey, overall sales of spirits like tequila and vodka were up 75% last year. So what does all this mean? Even after we come fully out of the pandemic? Well, The smart service providers, I think, are pivoting to provide a product. And many businesses have reached and reacted to this pandemic by turning their services into what appears to be, to consumers, to be a tangible product. So three examples I want to talk about. One is a Los Angeles-based taco shop called uh, Gorilla Tacos. I, I actually like that name a lot. And Gorilla Tacos typically serves up a lively dining experience, but pivoted during the pandemic to offering a product called their emergency taco kit, a kind of takeout survival kit for the taco lover. Spiffy, a U.S.-based mobile car wash service, switched its offering from this normal car wash to a COVID-19 disinfect and protect product, which is just brilliant. And then also UK-based Encore, pivoted from a talent booking service to offering their personalized 
music message product, which basically enables you to commission an artist to create a customized video greeting for a loved one. And all three of these examples are brilliant. We're going to talk about them in a second. Uh, but make no mistake, the pandemic was the start, not the end of the move towards productizing services. And the reasons are really simple. You get more brand recognition. You get fewer costs by bundling things into a product offering. And quite frankly, customers like it, so they tend to buy more of it. So if you're interested in taking advantage of the gravitation towards buying products, service providers can take the following eight steps. So let's talk about them. Step number one is niche down. So the first step is really to narrow your focus to a single type of customer. And I know, I get it. Many people feel uncomfortable with this stage, in particular in times like these where you need more customers, not less, not fewer customers. It's counterintuitive, and I understand that. But the first critical move in turning your service into a product is niching down. And it's simple because the services can be adapted and customized for a variety of customers. In contrast, products need to fit one type of buyer. And by picking one niche, this helps you design a great product and efficiently reach potential customers through things like Facebook groups set up to serve a specific target. Now, niching down further than you're comfortable is really a smart move. And then once you do that, you need to niche down even more. So consider the demographics, age, gender, income. Consider the firmographics, company size, industry. Consider the life stage, whether they're, I don't know, just married or getting close to retirement. Consider the company life stage at startup or mature. And consider the psychographics. Step number two. TVR rank your services. So what do I mean by TVR? Well, once you've niched down more than feels comfortable, the next step is turning your service into a product is to identify the services you offer, which are teachable to employees, that's the T, valuable to your customers, that's the V, and where they have a recurring need for it, that's the R. So we'll call the whole thing that you're finding your TVR. And here's how you do it. Grab you a big old whiteboard or a blank piece of paper and make a list of all the services you offer the niche you picked in step one. So remember, we've niched down now and then we've niched down again and we've niched down until it's really kind of getting uncomfortable. Once you've got that, that uh, service and that niche, you're going to go ahead and grab that piece of paper and list all the services for that niche that you niche down to. Then I want you to score each service on a scale of 1 to 10 on the degree to which you can teach employees to offer that service, how valuable it is to your niche for that service, and how frequently your customers need to buy it. Now pick the score, the service that scores the highest of all of these and move on to step three. And you can always come back, don't worry, you can always come back to this step if you want to consider multiple different products. But step number three is really where it starts to become magic. So we need to get clear on your quarter inch hole. And if you remember, there was a Harvard professor, Theodore Levitt, and he was famous for saying, people don't want to buy a quarter inch drill, they want a quarter inch hole. So you really need to be clear about what problem your product serves for your particular niche. For example, the emergency taco kit made cooking at home fun for quarantine Angelinos. 
and the disinfect and protect product sanitizes cars for essential service providers who at the time needed to keep driving and still to a certain degree uh, still need to keep driving while there's still some quarantine going on. All right, step number four, you got to brand this thing. So with the service, you're typically hiring a person and still with the product, you're selling a thing. So unlike people who have names, something like the emergency taco kit or the disinfect and protect or the personalized matches a music message, they have brands and the branding of your particular service that you've turned into a product is super important. Step number five, you got to list the ingredients. Well, you're saying, well, Chip, we, we don't make food. So what do we need to list the ingredients for? Well, Service businesses customize their deliverables in a unique proposal for every pros pro uh, prospect. But product companies, all they do is list their ingredients. So just go pick up any package in a grocery store if you don't believe me, whether it's a bottle of dishwasher washer detergent or a box of cereal, and you'll see on the back an itemized list of what's inside the box, which is why your offering needs to list what customers get when they buy it. Step number six, preempt the objections that you're going to get. So think about it. When you're selling a service, you're sitting down at the table, you're talking with somebody about your services and the features and benefits. And at that time, you have the luxury of hearing your prospects' objections firsthand. And you can dynamically address them on the spot. But when you're selling a product, you don't have the benefit of a person to overcome objections. So consider what potential objections customers might have and preempt them. For example, when selling the disinfect and protect a car cleaning product, Spiffy anticipated the four most common concerns customers raise, and they preempted each of them in their marketing materials. For example, Spiffy assures prospects that they will, one, have a money-back guarantee for people who aren't sure, two, that there was insurance in case Spiffy damaged your car, three, there were trained technicians who knew what they were doing, and four, they were using environmentally friendly cleaning products so that you weren't going to damage the environment. Step number seven, you got to price the thing. So services are typically quoted by the hour, by the day, or by the project, and usually come at the end of a custom proposal. Products publish their price up front. It's probably all we need to say about that. Step number eight is you got to manufacture scarcity. And this is really an important secret sauce to all of this. One of the benefits of a service business is that you always have sales leverage because your time is scarce. You can't make any more hours in a day, so customers know that they need to act to get some of your time. But with a product business, you need to give people a reason to act today rather than tomorrow or next week. And this means you need to manufacture a reason to act like things are limited time offers or a limited access to the product or something along those lines. So there you have it, the eight steps for turning your service into a product. And, and look, service providers have been walloped during this pandemic. But if you make your service look and feel more like a product, you may be able to take advantage of our society's flight to tangible products in uncertain times and come out of the pandemic with a stronger business. Now, I've placed on my website at entrepreneursaccountant.com a free ebook that covers all of this in a lot more detail. So feel free to check it out under the Learn tab or drop us a note at info at entrepreneursaccount.com and put product in the subject line 
and we'll get it out to you. So that's all for this week. And I'm truly honored that you've chosen to invest your time with me. If you've enjoyed today's discussion, please consider subscribing to this podcast so that you'll never miss a future episode. It's easy to do by just clicking on that subscribe button or that follow button. And with that, we'll see you down the road.